0: Hey, deserving listeners. Today, I'm going to read patron emails, and I'm going to introduce the podcast first, though. This is called the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist and a professor. I thought that this email was actually relevant to today, so I thought I'd read it. This is uh, an email from an anonymous patron. She writes, so here's what's up. I'm very sick. Oh, by the way, this email Came months ago, I think, before the coronavirus thing. So, an anonymous patron, she writes. So, here's what's up. I'm very sick. A horrible sinus infection. Typically, when I get sick, I get angry. Basically, I'm thinking, "Who's done this to me?" Type of thing. I will hate on people when I'm sick, such as, "If you're sick, stay home." Or Everyone knows that you should cough or sneeze into a tissue, and when that's not available, do it in the crook of your elbow. Sneezing into your hand is no good, since you can go around touching things like keyboards and doorknobs and so on. My best friend, who is now deceased, had muscular dystrophy. If he got sick, it would get life-threatening. Several times, he quit breathing and had to be taken to the hospital and revived. Despite illnesses threatening his life several times, we could not get some of his friends to wash their hands after using the bathroom, then bringing him food or drink. I was listening to this other mental health professional talk about everyday sadists. And I remember this person who, when they got sick, would go around licking everyone else's coffee cups to get them sick too. Are these types of folks everyday sadists? Or in short of framing of the question – do everyday sadists keep their illnesses to themselves? I wouldn't think so. So it's a perfect opportunity to watch others get sick and suffer. Therefore, do everyday sadists help spread the disease? Because that's a public health concern, and I can't find anything on the internet about it. Or am I just thinking straight? Am I just not thinking straight now because I'm miserable and sick? End of email. Well, I certainly hope anonymous patron by now that you are uh, recovered and that you are safe. But yeah, people who suffer from sadistic personality disorder might purposely infect others. People with sadistic personality take pleasure in harming other people, and they sometimes don't really care how they harm other people. They just want to harm other people. And I could see some sadists turning to that. However, the problem with that for the sadist is they don't get to see the other people suffer. And that's not always what gets them off, but it's usually what gives them pleasure is actually watching the other person suffer. And, you know, if you lick a doorknob while sick and someone else gets sick, but you don't know who that person is or where they went or how much they suffered, then the sadistic person doesn't necessarily get something out of it. Also, sadistic people might have revenge impulses. It's like, well, someone got me sick, so I'm going to get everyone else sick. So certainly, and we've heard some news reports recently with the coronavirus, COVID, that reflects that. Maybe, again, we can't diagnose from these news reports. It's always hard to know. But yeah, I could absolutely see uh, that. And that's frightening uh, for people who are sadists. Like I said, for whatever reason, they grew up and develop a personality in which they take pleasure in harming other people, and whether that's through assaulting them or sexually assaulting them or stealing their money or emotional abuse or infecting other people with these kinds of illnesses. Um, There are cases in history, famous cases that we can point to in which some people were like this. Ted Bundy, for example. Now, how many of them are out there? It's pretty pretty rare that someone is like that. And among those people, how many of them are? Um, are doing this sort of behavior, I would imagine it to be extremely rare behavior. It's much more common in terms of why, you know, if anonymous patron, you're angry because you're just like, I'm sick right now. And I'm probably sick because someone else didn't do what they're supposed to do to avoid other people getting sick. And I find it very prescient that this patron emailed me this just before all the coronavirus things happen, because a few months ago, this anonymous patron might not get a lot of support, and people would be like, calm down, everyone gets sick, there's only so much you can do. Today, things are changed, right? So more commonly, uh, the reason why people spread diseases without knowing it is because people just simply don't understand the science of biology and germs. You know, one of the things that you even said in this email is is a, it, it – it, um Reveals the potential of a misunderstanding of why you know why we wash our hands and when we should wash our hands, and it always drives me crazy because there are certain people that that are like, you know, wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. Wash your hands after you go to the bathroom, and yes, absolutely, wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. But usually, what the reason why you're washing your hands after the bathroom is not because you went to the bathroom, but because you've accumulated a bunch of germs. On your hands through daily activities like using doorknobs, shaking hands, touching pens, using your keyboard, uh, putting your hand on a on a table, um, touching a touchpad on a on a vending machine. That's the stuff that you're washing off, more importantly, when you go to the bathroom. It's just a convenient place to wash your hands. Now, it's also possible to get germs on your hands from going to the bathroom, for sure, but there's certain... I won't go into detail, but there are certain things that you can do in the bathroom that aren't likely to put a bunch of germs on your hands. The fact that you're washing your hands in the bathroom is because it's a convenient place to wash off all the shit that you've accumulated on your hands throughout the day. So... The real thing we should be telling people is: wash your fucking hands uh, frequently. <laughs> uh, even if you don't have to go to the bathroom, just go to the bathroom and wash your hands because you've got germs all over your hands. Like that's just the that's just the facts. Now, whether those germs are going to harm you or anyone else, you know, is there's a lot of variance there. But over the you know course of a day, you're just building up all these, um, you know, transmittable diseases and illnesses. And so, you know, that's why you're washing your hands. And most people don't understand that, right? They think that germs come from your genitals, which they can, but more likely they're coming from your face. And you're, you know, you're touching your face or you sneeze into your hand and then you touch a doorknob. And so um, so an understanding of that. Would help, but ninety nine point nine percent of people don't understand that um, you can't see germs. That doesn't, you know, that it's like you can't see CO two being pumped into the atmosphere by your car or when you're using your the electricity of your cell phone. You don't see the CO two just being released into the atmosphere, and so even though intellectually most people have heard that CO two is being pumped into the atmosphere, because you don't see it. It just becomes this like, well, you know, it's not really real. And so in the same way with germs, it's like everyone understands that there are germs. Everyone under, has heard that. Everyone has a you know a, a little bit of understanding of this sort of thing. And yet people are just routinely touching services, touching a doorknob, and then eating a donut from the uh, break room with, without washing their hands before doing it if they really understood it, they would never do that. And yet people continue to do it. So uh, it's people just, you know, if you're if you want to get angry, as I am, (laughs) anonymous patron about why you're sick, get angry at the fact that people are stupid and can't comprehend the notion of invisible germs that you can't see being pretty much everywhere, particularly during cold and flu season. So I have understood this not because I'm smart, but because I have anxiety and it makes me hyper focus on things like this. Plus I hate being sick because it's just a massive inconvenience to my life and I will wash I wash my hands throughout the day. I don't touch my face. When I touch I try not to touch doorknobs and Again, three months ago, that was all weird behavior. You're like, oh, you're sort of kind of crazy. You're sort of a hypochondriac. You're some sort of weird OCD person. Now everyone's like trying to be like me. I, I just have to say, like, welcome to my world, everybody. Uh, this is the world you should be in, <laughs> not because you're some kind of crazy, anxious person, but because it's rational that when you touch a doorknob, you just have to assume you have like all sorts of germs on your hands at that point. Do not grab a donut and eat it. Do mm-hmm. not touch your face. Do not stick your fingers in your mouth and bite your your, your feet. Now, if you do that to yourself, fine, that's your, you know, risk that you want to take to yourself. But If you're going to sneeze on other people and cough, and I get angry about that too, I would say nine out of ten people that I see in public who are coughing and sneezing are doing it all wrong. They're either – half the people are just coughing and sneezing without trying to cover themselves at all. (laughs) And again – If they were five years old, I'd get it because they haven't learned it yet. But if you're 25, 45, 65, you know better. You've been told, but you're just deciding not to do it. Again, not because they're sadists or stupid. It's because it's hard to wrap one's mind around that uh, there are these invisible things called germs. And although uh, most of the time, cold goes through a population and it's inconvenient. It doesn't usually kill people, but it does kill people. The flu kills tens of thousands of people in the United States every year. uh, Hundreds of thousands of people around the planet. And you know, think of all the lives that could be extended by another 5, 10, 20, 30 years, maybe longer if we just followed these simple rules. Anyway, so yeah, Um, I'm angry too. People don't understand the science of biology. And there are people who actively deny biology, deny scientists, think scientists are stupid or biased or liberal or something. It's just like, come on, people. Number two, a lot of people don't understand that we're all at risk of death. And I'm going to accuse younger people of this in general. Uh, And I myself was like this when I was younger. If you haven't lost anyone close to you and you kind of think you're invincible and you think you have many many years left on the planet you just tend to be like yeah and you tend to be a lot more cavalier about things and so you just don't necessarily heed the warnings you're just like well I'm safe and it's just more of a self-serving kind of way of looking at things number three is and this is a big one that I think people really need to focus on and it's a, it's a psychological angle that is often ignored which is people are afraid of looking stupid particularly in the United States I don't know about other countries but you know People in in Asia, people in China, Korea, Japan, these places, they're used to wearing masks. And in Seattle, we have a fair amount of international people from Asia. And they will, you know, you'll just see them on the bus or wherever wearing a mask. And There would be people, Americans, even Asian Americans, would make fun of these people. Like, what kind of freak wears a mask on? It just, it looked really weird to them. And now they don't look so weird, right? But yet, people still make fun of them. I'm walking around Seattle right now. I I don't walk around Seattle. I I should rephrase that because I'm uh, isolating at home. But when I have to go out, say, to, I don't know, get groceries or something, I will see Very few people wearing masks. Now, I know there's a mask shortage, but I know a lot of people have masks and they're just not wearing them because they don't want to look stupid. Now, there's different recommendations about the masks. I know all that stuff. Anyway, I'm not going to go into details on that, but there's still a, at least up until recently, there was a worry that you're going to look stupid if you do certain things, wearing a mask, sneezing into your, um, you know, the crook of your elbow. I think there's a lot of people who are just like, well, I don't want to look stupid and I don't want to draw attention to myself using hand sanitizer a lot, washing your hands a lot, uh, not re- you know, refusing to shake someone's hand uh, because you're like uh, Howie Mandel of uh, America's Got Talent. I think he's on. He was frequently made fun of because he suffers from OCD and doesn't like to shake people's hands. And people would make fun of him. I think Donald Trump actually has a a policy about not shaking people's hands because of, or at least having a an aversion to shaking a lot of hands because he's worried about being sick. People used to make fun of Donald Trump for that. Uh, People not kissing each other on the cheek in in a lot of the other countries, Mexico, Europe, these places. A lot of people will kiss on the cheek. I was just watching a video on Reddit in which these police officers were patrolling what looked to be Italy, I'm not sure. And they have, were patrolling to make sure people weren't breaking the curfew and were, weren't walking around. And two police uh, cars actually collided. There's a little fender bender. And someone was filming from up above. And the police officers get out of the car and they're kind of in- inspecting the, the damage. And There's a woman police officer, and I'm guessing it's more customary to kiss women on the cheek. You know, when when a a man greets a woman, he kisses her on the cheek, whereas two men meeting – because the the male police officers weren't kissing each other on the cheek. Because the two cars collided, the two police – there were like four police officers in each car. All the police officers kind of start, you know, pouring out, and they're all greeting each other verbally, I'm guessing. But then there was a woman police officer. She gets out, and she proceeds to get kisses on the cheek, (laughs) which, you know, it's a cultural thing. You know, what are you going to do? But they were trying to patrol people from not, you know, breaking the coronavirus curfew, and yet they're kissing each other on the cheek. My guess is is that they know better than to do that and yet they probably feel compelled to because they don't want to be impolite. We have it's nothing wrong with trying to be polite, but we have to rethink our politeness protocols in light that people can die. There's a potential we are at the beginning of this wave and thousands of people have died already from coronavirus covid. It's potentially going to kill millions of people. It, we, are, it, we are looking at a situation, and maybe not even just this season, like it'll take a while for the – if a, 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 um, a vaccine comes out, if it's effective, if it is uh, released or available to everyone in the world, which is not likely to happen, we could potentially be looking at millions of people dying. Hundreds of thousands in the United States, maybe. Now, hopefully that won't happen, but we have to take this seriously. And let's just say that we're all blowing this out of proportion, and we'll all look back and laugh at it. Okay, good. That's a good thing to happen. Let's all say that we look back and go like, wow, I guess I could have kissed people on the cheek, or I could have shook people's hands, or I... Maybe I could have gone out more and taken that risk, given what we know now. Okay, great. That would be a great you know, thing to happen. I, I pray for that to happen. But what if um, you do something that you're trying to do out of politeness and to try to make yourself not look like you're sticking out, and you end up hurting someone, killing someone, killing yourself, uh, you know it's it's important that we that we do this so yeah anonymous patron you should be angry all of you should be angry you should all be angry that our society has not heeded the warnings of the experts to prevent illness and to save lives there's countless examples of uh, climate change is another example of Society not listening to the experts, continuing not to listen to the experts, and politicians that m- m- actively talk about the experts as if they're stupid and they don't know what they're talking about. If everyone followed the recommendations that the experts have been saying for years, if not decades, we would see far fewer deaths from the coronavirus. I'm angry at people. I'm angry at people for not respecting the experts. I'm angry at politicians. I'm angry at policymakers. I'm angry at the voting public. I'm angry at everyone, at various governments from around the world, because it's not just the United States. Various governments around the world are ignorant of the experts. Some governments are not ignorant of the experts. Uh, I'm not sure, but I'm guessing the narrative in a year from now will be that China actually listened to the experts and did what they needed to do to uh, manage the virus, so that uh, only thousands of people died instead of millions of people died in China. We'll see, you know, God knows what the situation will uh, reveal later on. But, but at the very least, we we see most governments around the world ill prepared for this, even though the experts have been talking about this for years, if not decades. The pol- you know, pol- for the past. 10 years let's say since this has become fairly known among experts that it was only a matter of time before something like this or worse was going to happen given that we don't have ways of uh, preventing the spread of, of viruses um, that we were a, you know we're a globally connected organism in some ways um, and you know things will just rapidly move through the populations uh politicians and the media and the voters have been obsessing about caravans and terrorism and building the wall and tweets and quid pro quos and i'm talking people of all sides i'm not just talking about conservatives everyone's been been ignoring this administrations going back to you know carter have been ignoring this and meanwhile all the experts have been screaming for action for years and years and here we are stupid as ever look at us, and we're still not doing what we need to do. You listen to experts right now, they're like, okay, good, people are staying home, kind of, but we're not doing enough. And it's still growing. (laughs) And uh, all of what we have done, okay, we're flattening the curve, maybe, but maybe not. Maybe we're doing way too little. And then, you know, later on, we'll look back and we'll be like, my God, how stupid were we that We didn't actually make it by law that people couldn't leave their house or couldn't do this and that. Why didn't we make it by law that there had to be X amount of masks and X amount of hand sanitizer and X amount of hospital beds and respirators? How come we didn't invest the time and the money? The United States is the most richest, most advanced society that has ever lived. And look at us flounder. We're just we're just so stupid. You know, it's like that you got a neighbor down the street who's got millions and millions of dollars and has, you know, this giant house and never installed a toilet in their house. And they're, they're like, shit, I, I never thought about it. I guess I, I'm going to take a crap in a bucket now that that's us. We're dumber than that because at least taking a crap in a bucket, isn't going to kill you. It's just inconvenient. We're killing ourselves because we we're too stupid to listen to experts. That's what experts are for. That's what scientists are for. They serve as a guide for us to live. They they serve they serve us. The experts aren't out there like just discovering things for the shit of it. They're doing it because they're trying to help us. They are us. Experts are us. They are a part of us. They know things. They learn things. They study things. And to not listen to them, and for politicians to one not listen and two deny them and actively act against them is—I I don't know what to say. You know, you hear me rail about this stuff all the time, but now we're in a situation where people are dying because of it, dying, suffering, and and we have a whole entire you know world that is terrified. Why? You want to point a finger pointed at the voters for voting for people who deny experts or who kind of placate the experts, but don't do enough. That's where we are. So if you, if you want to do something, if you're angry, like I am, find those politicians that are telling the saying the right things. And honestly, I don't know very many politicians on any spectrum Democrat, liberal, conservative that are doing this. There was one politician, uh, was, it the gov- was it my governor of my state, ran for uh, you know, the president, you know, tried to get the Democratic nomination. His entire platform was climate change. And I don't know his policies. I don't know if he was any good. But I remember thinking, how funny is that, that it's a unique thing. For a politician to have their primary political message and platform to be climate change, and and how every politician should have that as their primary platform. Why are we talking about quid pro quos? So that's okay. That's, uh, let's look at that. But the crimes upon humanity that we are doing to ourselves on a daily basis when we could be doing other things, if all the governments got together and said, let's all do X, Y, and Z and actually follow through and not make it uh, maybe a suggestion uh, of governments. No, let's all require ourselves to do this because it's the right moral thing to do. We could actually change. It's, It's not inevitable now we've crossed a certain threshold with climate change that a lot of things are inevitable, but the, the so damage is already done. We, we see the results. Coral reefs are dying. Whole species are dying, but we don't have to kill all life on the planet. Do we? And that's what we're doing. So yes, get angry. And I'm glad anonymous patron. You're angry. Um, uh, I'm, your anger has fueled my anger, which is good. You all should be angry, and you should be voting. Now, some of you are doing that, and I, I know you are. And some of you are even politicians who are doing this sort of stuff and making uh, uh, the experts the listen-to group and championing championing the expert uh, advice about climate change, about of viruses, about other kinds of things, <laughs> about um, energy, for example, about income, about uh, income dis- disparities. I don't know. I'm so angry. I'm losing my words. Yes, please be angry. Not just at obviously governments and and voters, but also just people for not sneezing correctly. Everyone's been told. And for people not to do it, yes, uh, we should be angry at them. Before, it was like, well, you know, everyone gets the cold. Now, people are dying. So guess what, people? Do what you're told. Sneeze into the crook of your arm. Stay home if you're sick. Wash your hands frequently. Uh, um, You know, if you're an employer, figure out a way to do... uh, you know, work from home so that people and and if people are sick, let them stay home. You know, I'm hearing a lot of you are emailing me and saying, I work at a place where they're forcing us to work. Um, a lot of you clinicians are working at group homes or facilities. And you're saying that, um, well, one, you know, you don't want get, to get sick. But more importantly, you don't want your clients to get sick, right? You know, your, your clients are coming into the office and your employer is saying like, yeah, continue working with people in the office. And you're like, I feel like this is unethical to expose the clients to being uh, contaminated. What can I do? I've been pushing to be able to work from home and do telehealth, but uh, my boss isn't letting me. Um, You know, it's a debated thing. It's like, well, these people need services, blah, blah, blah. But If you can do telehealth, which uh, I would guess at least 90%, if not more, of our mental health services can be effectively delivered uh, over phone or video conference. Now, we don't want that to be long term because take it from me as someone who loves to work with my clients and my supervisees and my students, by the way, in person. I don't like doing video conference. But in a pinch, uh, it's not, you know, it's a close second. (laughs) you can get a lot done over video conferencing, especially with mental health, because in in a lot of meta, you know, they'll say, well, you know, medical facilities have to stay open. Well, that's because it's impossible to give an exam of a certain sort over a video conference. You can't measure someone, you can't monitor someone's heartbeat, for example, through a video conference, you have to put the stethoscope on the person's body. Now I'm guessing in the future we'll actually have ways of doing those kinds of things remotely because of what's happening right now. I don't know, but talk therapy can absolutely be delivered effectively through video conference and phone with some uh, measures being taken and some training. Now, are there some uh, is 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 there some effectiveness loss in some situations? Yeah, I would imagine that's true. But again, uh, it's a close second. It's better better than nothing. And it's pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm doing all my remote. I'm doing I've been seeing all my clients, my supervisees and my students remotely for a month now. And I don't feel like I'm missing much. In fact, there are certain things I kind of gain from that model, uh, which I've talked about in other episodes. Anyway, I'm rambling. <sighs> Please, people. Do what you can. Be smart. Follow the experts. Listen and please avoid the echo chambers of silliness on the internet and on Facebook that denounce the experts, you know, regardless of where you are. And, and I, and I know you're out there cause I get the emails and um, it's because of that, that we're in this situation. I just want, I just want to reiterate it. If we had listened to the experts over the past 10, 20 years, we would not be here. We wouldn't be here. We could have contained this. The deaths and the sicknesses that have come to the world and are coming could have been prevented if we had listened to the experts. It would have cost some money. It wouldn't have been exorbitant, but it would have been, you know, it would have have required some investment. We could have taken some money away from the stealth bombers and put it towards this, and we could have contained it. I can't guarantee that, but the experts, because I've been talking and listening to a lot of different experts on this um, for a long time, honestly, and um, they believe that they that there is a good chance they could have contained it with proper testing, with. Um, you know figuring out once you find someone who has it you you do an analysis of who they had contact with you get all those people to quarantine you know there, there's a way to do this now it's not without its um, annoyances right that you have to impose on civil civil liberties there's an investment of, of money um, there's uh, people might get more scared because of what you're doing it, but there's a way to do this and we just didn't do it even though the experts told us how to do it Um, at the very least it was worth a shot, right? (laughs) Anyway, let me know what you think. I'm rambling. Comment below, email me. If you, the best way to email me is to go to the website, psychology fill out the contact us page. And please, for the love of God, take care of yourself. Wash your hands frequently, sneeze into your arm. Um, stay home if you're sick. You know, I don't know. You know this. You've seen. You've seen it a billion times already. Um, and vote for people who respect experts, respect science, please, because we all deserve it. <laughs>